0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Seek the New podcast with me, your host, Alexa. Welcome back, everyone, to Seek the New. I hope you all are doing so, so well on this Friday morning or Friday afternoon, Friday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, any other day of the week that you're listening to this, I hope you're doing so, so well. I just want to say hello to all of my new listeners. I really hope you're enjoying the Seek the New podcast. And if you are, please do not forget to leave me a five-star rating and share and follow this podcast. It helps me to get more listeners, and I just really, really enjoy doing this for you all. It's such a huge accomplishment for me. So yes, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you all really enjoyed last week's episode. Today we have more of a talk, because you read that title, it's a little crazy, but I believe I was potentially invited to a cult meeting, and I'm going to jump in on that later. I do want to go ahead and put a disclaimer that if you do hear a little background noise, I, again, have had a busy morning cleaning, and so you're probably hearing my dryer. But other than that, let's get started right into today's episode. Go ahead and grab you a drink. I currently have some hot tea, and let's jump right in. So, before I mention this, let me say this, what I'm about to explain is why we really do need to seek discernment in Christ. We need to be praying for the gift of discernment for wisdom from the Holy Spirit and from Jesus. Because people are in this world and they are trying to deceive. And they, you know, they just, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he works through people to do that. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and this is not in response to, or not really in regards to these two women specifically. But we just have to be mindful of different leaders, different people who are in authority, and we have to make sure we are reading the word for ourselves. So funny enough, this story takes place at Concord Mills, which is so funny because I really rarely go to that mall anymore. If I go, have to go by myself, I will go early in the morning, but I'm mostly with my husband. I may go with my mom. I may go with my grandmother, but I really just don't feel as safe at this mall anymore. It's gotten pretty bad, as I said. There's been like shootings and I've heard stories about people almost being sex trafficked at um, the over there by the bed bath and beyond. So just really be careful if you're going to this mall. But anyway, my husband's birthday, Joshua, is October the twenty eighth. So we will be celebrating him this weekend. And Josh wanted to, you know, mark some more stuff off off of our bucket list that he and I had made. And we were going to Concord Mills to get candy apples. Little side note, this is one of the first things Josh and I did um, for our bucket list when we first started dating. We went there and we bought these candy apples and we just ate them and I went home and had a great little fall day. Well, we wanted to do that on Sunday after church. So we go to the mall, we go to um, the candy apple store that like Fudge shop in there and let me also say this. We did not end up getting candy apples because we walk in and the specialty candy apples I wanted to try, the peach cobbler one, was $12. $12 for a candy apple. I know they take their time making it, but I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going to spend $12 on a candy apple unless I'm like, unless I have a huge, huge craving for it. Maybe. But in that moment, me and Josh were both like, absolutely not. We can go to Food Lion and get their candy apples there for $3.99. So while we were there, we were like, okay, well, we're already at the mall. Let's go to Cinnabon because we love Cinnabon, and those are only $5.55. And yes, at least at Concord Mills, that's the exact price, if anybody wanted to know, for one of the jumbo Cinnabons. So Josh and I, we start walking um, in the mall, and we get over by Sephora, And I keep his like, literally, I'm walking with Josh and I heard that like it was a soft little beautiful voice and it said, hello, excuse me. Hello, excuse me. Hello, ma'am. And I was like, like at first I didn't want to acknowledge it because I didn't know if this person was talking to me. But then the closer I heard it, like literally right on my shoulder, I turned around and I'm like, yes, like (laughs) I was so confused because I'm like, who is who is this talking to me? And Josh said that he kind of heard it, but he didn't know they were kind of coming directly towards us. So anyway, I turn around. I see this young girl. Me and her are probably the same age. Uh, she has really nice curly hair. um, Very beautiful. There was two girls. And basically, she was like, I would like to show you a secret message hidden in the Lord's Prayer. And I was like, Okay. Let me listen to what this girl has to say, because I in that moment, I immediately knew something was not right. I immediately knew it. And also, I think it's important to mention that recently one of my prayers since the beginning of the year is that the Lord would just really pour out so many blessings upon me, his gifts, um, the gift of discernment, the gift of prophecy. I've been, these are things I've been praying for. I've been wanting to be in a position to be able to minister and help people and expand his kingdom. And when, I mean, immediately when she came up to this, I was like, okay, here's my chance to really tell about Jesus Christ. And let me just go ahead and preface. I don't mean be in a position like have a title. Um, I just mean, Lord, like connect me with people who I know need to know about Jesus so I can share that with them. And I'm praying that the Lord will honestly just give me a boldness, just like these people um, who do this, whether you're talking about Jehovah's Witnesses or really any other religion, um, where they are bold in what they believe. And that's what I was telling Josh, like it's something that's so sad because I know without a doubt I have the truth in the word of God. The Bible tells me what's true. Let the word be true and every man, a liar who is going against it. And if you are saying that, you know, Jesus Christ is not real, then that's foolish talk. And it's sad because I have the truth. Everyone is accessible to the truth. I know it. And I will 100% complete honesty say I have not been as bold as I see people who are not saying what's in the word of God, who are not telling the truth. Go out and share that with people. And that's exactly what this situation was. And it really just kind of made me think more about it as in like Alexa, why would I be knowing that I have the truth of what the Lord says, knowing that really it's our purpose um, as followers of Jesus Christ to share his gospel, to expand his kingdom. Why have I not been as bold in what I know to go out and just talk to anybody I see really just inviting them to church or just sharing about the um, really the salvation of Jesus Christ. Why have I not, done that as much as people who are not even spreading the truth you know why have I not done that it's nothing but the enemy that kind of makes me afraid to do that occasionally not in a sense of because I'm one person like I will invite people to church um and I will talk to people about Jesus but I just mean really like everyone I see like if the Lord if I just feel a pulling to maybe go pray with that person or just to tell somebody it's something as simple as you know Jesus loves you why has that been hard for me? That was a question I really had after, and you'll see why um, in a moment. But anyway, this girl, she starts off really sweet, really soft, s- soft-spoken voice. The other girl who was with her was not um, talking at all at first. And so she tells me, you know, she wants to show me the secret message. And so Josh, me and him step to the side. She starts reading me the Lord's Prayer. And also, let me say this. These people, they think they know who to pull because I'm assuming they want to either pull people who will um, just say yes, we'll come or no, we won't come or, and, you know, go on about their day. Josh and I were not those people. And I, I promise they wish they would have chosen someone else. But I really do think it was it, I was supposed to be in that place and I was supposed to be able to minister to these girls. Um, and yeah, I'll expand on that a little bit more in a moment. But so she starts reading me the Lord's Prayer, which I already know, and she's going to all of these different scriptures, which again, I'm so glad I actually do know the word of God and I've read the Bible. I've read these scriptures that they give us because somebody else, if, I mean, she had her, she had her phone Bible and then she ends up pulling out her um, physical Bible. And I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit more in a moment. But if somebody is not really in the church, they've never been introduced to Christ I could see why these people would be a little confused, but then also like, oh, well, this has to be right. Because, you know, if I am going to go try to experience church, they're bringing up their Bible. So that's something I would read. And that's why we really need a spirit of discernment. First thing. So she's going to, I mean, she's going to Revelations. She's going to Galatians. She's going to Matthews. And as she's reading, the the main point she wanted to show me is that the hidden message in the Lord's Prayer is that there is God the Father and God the Mother. You may already know this kind of religion, this cult that I'm telling you about, and it's from a church and denomination of WMSCG or WMSC, but it's basically the World Mission Society Church of God. And here's the thing. These titles that they give it, World Mission Society, Church of God, they want you to be deceived. So I'm also, I'm sharing this in case it comes across anyone who really has not, you know, you don't know Jesus and you come into contact with these people. I want to be able to shed light to this, telling you that this is false. What they're sharing um, about and what these people, which is it's so, and it makes me so sad. Um, it's false. And I just, I really hate that there's going to be people who, who have never known Jesus who comes to these people and they're like, they're telling them this and they're going to believe it. And I pray that we all have the opportunity to minister to people in those situations, not even just with this, but I pray that each of us, if you're listening to this and even myself, that we have the opportunity to minister to somebody, the actual true word of God, and that he's able to speak through us, um, for them to really help them in their soul. So she starts telling me this and she says, and I would like to invite you to our Bible study. Would you come tonight? And again, I told you what I was there for. (laughs) I told you that earlier. I wanted to be able to minister to these people. So I start asking more questions. And let me just tell you about the time because we were there from probably 3.15 to maybe 4.08 talking to these young ladies. So I'm start, again, just a soft-spoken girl I'm talking to. And I'm telling her, I'm like, so are you trying to tell me um that there is a god the mother who's a woman and there's a god a father who's a man and she was like yes that's exactly what i'm trying to tell you like listen to the scriptures um look in revelation where it says the mother will come and in the bride and all this stuff and i was like no that's not true like i immediately told her i said no i don't agree with that that's not true and the girl she was still trying to show me stuff and i said do you not like, have you heard of, you know, Jesus Christ? Like, if you're reading your Bible, um, do you know who that is? Like, and they were already mentioning the Trinity at one point, which the Trinity is not anywhere in the Bible. Um, the word Trinity, I, I, of course, I knew what they meant. But at first, I just I thought they were trying to say, oh, there's, there are three different people, you know, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. And that's not true because they are all one. And so I start asking them that and they're like, no, we know they're one. And I was like, okay, so you know that Jesus Christ, um, the son of God came in his father's name, like the Holy spirit, but they're all one. He was, they were like, yes, like we don't believe, they don't believe in the Trinity aspect that I told them. And I was like, okay, so now we're, we were on the same page. And I said, but you're telling me that there is a God, the mother who is a woman. And they're like, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And I was like, no. That's not true. That's not true. Do you mind if I use your Bible? Because she had out her, her Bible, and so I wanted to use that as well. So as I'm starting to ask her these questions, I know they were both pretty shocked, I'm pretty sure, that I actually did praise God, know the Word of God. And I know in some aspects, it was, I had been really nervous, and I didn't even notice it really until Josh told me. Because in these moments, knowing it's something that I'm so passionate about, and knowing that to them... They're very passionate about this as well. I didn't want it to be more of an argument. I just wanted them to really hear what I had to say because you have it like you're, you have the word right in your hand. Like God is not a God of confusion, period. He gave us the word. If we read, if we ask for wisdom, revelation, and understanding, the Lord will give us wisdom. His word is made. I mean, everything is made known in his word. Yes. There's some things that may be, it may take a while for us to actually understand. And that's why we have to keep reading it. But if you have a Bible, everything you need, everything you need to know, you have access to it. So I was like, how is this, how, how is what they're saying getting so skewed knowing they have a Bible right in their hand? Um, And so after this, when I start kind of going back and forth with a young lady who had a very, very sweet voice, the other girl who was standing with her, um, she starts to talk to me. And I could tell I had already offended her because immediately when she starts to talk to me, it wasn't more of a, hey, would you like to come to our church, like the little smile. It was more of, you know, we're wrong. You know, we're right. You're wrong. Like, do you even know your stuff? And she starts asking me all of this stuff. I'm like, do you know who, do you know who the father's name is? And I was like, Jesus. And she was like, no, it's Yahweh. So she's, I mean, she's saying all this stuff. And I'm like, he, he may, he has many titles, but his name is Jesus. I mean, they've called him Emmanuel, like all this stuff. Um, Jehovah Jireh, but his name is Jesus. And I'm telling her this. And she, I mean, I could tell she was just getting really offended and so by then she starts trying to tell me, she said, listen, I was like you once. And I'm I'm looking at her and immediately I'm like, no, you were not. She said, I've grown up as Catholic. And I tell her, we're not Catholic. And I said, what denomination is your church? She never told me it was, well, she actually never told me what kind of denomination they had. She never told me the real answer. But her fake answer was that they are Christians in a non-denominational church. And I said, Funny you that our church is non-denominational um, and, you know, they have Pentecostal, the apostolic backgrounds, but our church is non-denominational. And so I just want to understand what you're kind of reading from as she hands, she pulls out this pamphlet and she was like, could you just, um, you know, take this pamphlet, maybe come to our Bible study because it's just so much to discuss right now. And I was like, I really don't think it is, especially if you want me to be able to come. I want to know kind of what I'm getting myself into. So if you could just explain a little more, more on that, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm just as passionate about what I believe as you are what you know, talking about what you believe. So you won't mind me asking you these questions. And she was like, Um, no, we don't. So I start just digging more into the word. I she ends up pulling up scriptures in Matthews talking about how they were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um And I I go to Acts, you know, Acts 2. Everybody knows Acts 2 and 38 is one of the main scriptures that, like, our church uses if you come there where it says that they they need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And the thing is, that wasn't even the point that they wanted to mention, apparently, because they're like, we're not even trying to go to this. We just want to tell you there's God the mother. Like, that's what they were really trying to tell me. And I was like, but there's not. And she was like, don't you understand that a lot of different denominations now like, they really aren't abiding by what the word says exactly. They're not doing a lot of what Jesus said. Um, they're, still, they're adding a lot of paganism. And in that moment, I was like, no, I agree with what you're saying. Because a lot of Christians today, there, there are a lot of watered-down Christians. And I pray that in Jesus' name, if there is any part of me that is lukewarm, I pray that the Lord fix it and really make me on fire for him once again in every area because so I agree with her I was like no I understand what you're doing there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians but they're not doing what the word says and she says yes and you know the scripture where it says if you love me then you know if they love me they will obey my commandments and I was like yes of course and she was like so why aren't they doing that and she starts to expand telling me how she used to be Catholic and no one used to really actually abide by the word of God Um, specifically for that, what she used to be. And I was like, I understand that. I don't, you know, I'm not denying that at all because I I totally understand what you're mean, especially um, for things that are like with, you know, praying to Mary and all of this stuff. And I apologize. Well, actually, I don't apologize. I was going to say I apologize, but I really don't. If you come from one of those backgrounds, Um, this is me not trying to offend you, but this is me just Telling the truth based on what the word says. If you don't like what I say. um, Then I mean go pray to God. And ask him to help your heart with that. Because that's the Bible. I didn't write it. I just share about it. um, To the best of my abilities. And so again I'm talking to her. She's saying all this. She's saying you know I used to be like you. But now I'm not like you. Because now I understand. And I was like again, I'm saying this all out of love, not trying to offend you, but what you're saying is really not correct. And at this moment, Josh said that my face actually got super, super red. And as I was looking for all the scriptures in her Bible, my hands were shaking. And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't because, oh my gosh, like they got me into a bind, like they're right. And I'm wrong because I knew I was right. But it came back to, it's like, I'm literally giving you I'm trying to help you right now. Like, I'm trying to help you understand this because it's so vital, especially knowing that you two are bold enough, which is something that I give you props for. And I told I told them this, and me and Josh were both like, the fact that you're going up to people knowing that they can completely shun you away. Props to you for doing that. But knowing what you're saying is wrong, I cannot just sit here and... You know, be or I cannot stand here and be super nice without getting a little bit just like so passionate about it. I was like, like, come on, like, Lord, please just help me find something to say to these girls so they understand what I'm saying. Um, And I get to the point where I was like, I, I was actually, you know, recently rebaptized um, just in a rededication of my life back to Christ. What I believe, it's not saying it's a once saved always says aspect we have to repent and when we repent we completely turn away from the sin um it's not like we repent and we go back to do it like forming an iniquity um an iniquity but we were really repenting and we're going to the word of god and we're trying actively to do what he says and abide by his rules not just because oh good works is going to get me into heaven and i'm like not in that aspect because good works don't get you into heaven, but in the aspects that if you truly love Jesus, as you've already said, you will obey his commandments. Of course, we are imperfect people, which is why Jesus came down, you know, in the first place to give us the opportunity to, you know, have eternal life with him and to be freed and completely cleansed from all of the sins that we commit. But even though we're imperfect. We should not take that as an opportunity. And even though the Lord himself knows that we're imperfect people, we should not take that out as the opportunity to take his mercy and his grace for granted. That's not how it works. And I'm telling them this. I'm like, the Lord came down. We have the ability right now to accept him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a free gift. He gives us the gift of salvation for free. The main and most incredible gift that you can ever receive while on this earth is the gift of salvation, is accepting Jesus into your heart and receiving the Holy Spirit. That is the most incredible gift. And so I'm telling them this, and they're saying they agree, which really did contradict what they had already said before, because um, they had said at one point that we weren't given salvation yet. It was something like that. And I was just like, it made me, again, really, really passionate and really, I just wanted to be able to just put it into their heads because I'm like, you have the Bible, look at the scripture that I'm showing you. Please, where we literally are, we're given the Holy Spirit. We can have that. We can. And so after that, they, again, they're, they're kind of, by this point, it was very, you know, it was kind of evident that they were really, really annoyed. And I know they were probably thinking, we wish we chose somebody else. There was an older man who was standing behind them, um kind of near the exit door, and he had all he had been looking over, so I assume it was probably either their dad or maybe even their pastor, and he saw me talking to them the entire time, and I could see that he would look he would look over there, he would look away, he didn't want to come over, and I believe that one of the young ladies the one lady who had kind of gotten a little bit probably annoyed, a little bit offended at what I was saying, she kept on looking back at them. And so by this time, she tells me, she's like, well, I just really wish you would come because, you know, at this point, you know, we don't have the ability to say it all right now just because it's so much. And I was like, no, I'm not asking you to explain it all right now. I was like, I'm giving you what I believe because you're giving me what you believe. And I was like, I'm giving you what is right according to the scripture, which is what you just said you know, y'all, y'all are all about. And she said, well, we didn't actually even want to talk about all of that right now. That's more stuff that will be explained in our meeting tonight. Um, she was like, but we just also wanted to even talk about Sabbath. She was like, why do you go to church on Sunday? We go to church on a Saturday because the Lord, um, what did he do on the seventh day? He blessed the seventh day. He blessed it and he made it holy. Um, and so we go to church on a Saturday. And so at this point, I was like, are you Seventh Adventist? If that's how, if that's the name of it, I believe it is. She was like, no, as I've already told you, we're Christian non-denominational. And I was like, okay, but what you're saying does not, like, it really, it doesn't make sense for what you're saying it is. If you are Seventh Adventist, okay, tell me, because then I'll know, okay, this is why they have that view. But if you're telling me you're a non-denominational Christian, knowing that other people are going to hear that and probably be like, oh, Okay. Um, this may be one that's easier to check out than me having to go to all of these different, you know, you know, different churches, whether it's Baptist or, um, you know, going to experience a Catholic church. It's like, oh, let me just go to non-denominational sounds easier. I don't know what they were expecting it to be, but I think that's kind of the vibe, um, that they wanted to give off. Oh, we just go to a non-denominational Christian church. And I was like, okay, but you don't. (laughs) But you literally don't. So she says, "Well, could you just please just take our pamphlet? I'm gonna even write down my number so you can call me about um this, so you can talk to talk about it." I gave her my business card, I gave her my name, I gave her my phone number. She even had my email address, and I gave her all this stuff. And I said, "Listen, I'm just as passionate about this as you are, and I would love you to come visit my church. I go to New Life Church of Jesus Christ. We have a really amazing young adult young adult apartment, um." Oh, young adult department, why don't you come visit my church? I'm not going to come visit your church just because I've already said things don't align. But since you seem to have, you know, an understanding and you said you agree with everything I said, why don't you come to my church? And she was like, "I'll contact you. This is my number." Um so she gave me her number as I said. And Josh is telling her, he's like, "You know what? Again, kudos to you all and y'all this isn't even the entire I'm trying to give you the entire spiel but now that as I'm about to close this off as what as what happened to the mall specifically like I'm about to stop talking about our conversation with them I'm thinking about so many other scriptures that we were giving to them um and because Josh at one point he chimed in and he was like no so Jesus comes in the name of his father uh literally we can't get to to heaven we have to get to heaven through him that's what it is um we're talking about again the rapture and the second coming of christ and i've already said that they were like we weren't given salvation yet but i'm just thinking about everything that we gave them which i feel like was if i was in their situation and somebody is pointing out scriptures to me in the bible and it's kind of contradicting what i think is right but i'm saying that i'm going you know along with everything that's in the Bible. And that's the only thing I'm going to believe. I don't see how they were swayed in that moment. But I was thinking, okay, I have this girl's number. I even took the pamphlet she gave me because I'm like, I'm going to be reading this. Because, again, I had already used a spirit of discernment. I knew something was up, and I knew something wasn't right. And my thought is that these girls are going around this mall. They're sharing this with people, as I've already told you all, too. If people don't know Christ, they're going to be easily deceived and they are going to go to this Bible study and they're going to say, oh, wow, if this all if this is all I need to do, then boom, done. And it's not going to be right. And so anyway, we say our goodbyes, we come, we commend them again to go and do this. And she was saying, you know, I think we're all on the same page. And I was like, well, we definitely agree in some areas. Uh, let me, let me talk to you about it because now I have your number. So me and Josh walk away the entire time we're walking away. It was quite funny because I'm looking at Josh and I'm like, praise God. We came to Concord meals because we don't ever really come here. The Lord knew those candy apples were going to be $12 and he knew, I mean, he, he had already knew that we weren't even going to buy those candy apples. I think the whole point of us going was to literally meet those girls so that we could at least minister, something to their hearts. We gave them the scripture. Now they have to take the opportunity to, you know, read it, but we were able to do something to minister to their hearts. Um, but it didn't even stop there. Not for me at least, because we're walking and me and Josh are talking about this and we're kind of just like, you know, how do they believe that? Like they literally have the Bible. And that's something that Josh kept on saying. He's like, my thing is, is the same way that we have this understanding, they can have it because they have their Bible. They literally have it in their hands. um, Like, it's not even that, oh, you have to listen to me. Listen to what the scripture says, which is what we all need to be doing. I don't, it doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter who your pastor is. You have to know the word for yourself. Okay. I have to know the word for myself. We have to have the word written on our hearts. Because when we come when there's a time of trouble, our pastor's not is not going to be there, your mother won't be there, and especially when we get to to the father, he's not going to be telling us, um, you know we're not going to be able to tell him, "Oh well, I only listen to what my pastor says," because he gave us the word it's something that we need to know, not our pastor, our pastor can't. Can't get us into heaven. So that's that. So anyway, and Josh was like, also, what's even funnier is that they're probably walking back and they're saying, those people don't know anything they're talking about. You know, how sad. I wonder if they were feeling that way. But I know we didn't leave their mind. And this is how I know that. As we get in the car, I go to this website and I'm reading, I'm I'm really reading this I'm reading about this all night. Because if I'm wrong and we were thinking the same thing, I'll tell you that I'm wrong. I will. It may take me a little while, especially like if it's something like me, if me and Josh have a small argument and and I'm like, Josh, that's wrong, I'm right. And Josh comes out to be right. It may take me a long while. It may take me even a day to go back and be like, listen, you were right. But then especially about this where it's like, okay, if I'm not, if I don't know something In the word, let me do my research. Okay, even though I had already known I was right, but anyway, I wanted to look up what they were they were talking about. I looked at her pamphlet. She said, "Just go and kind of read up on it. You'll be able to understand what we're saying a little bit more, and then we could talk about it with you at the meeting, like to text or call or whatever." And I said, "Okay, you can do that all with me as well. Text me, call me. I'm very passionate about it. I can talk about it with you, as you already see, and." And so, yeah, they went on. And then as we're walking back, I saw them, they were just grabbing that, um, about other maybe three girls who were about to walk in Forever 21. And they were, and again, it was always the one with the sweet, sweet voice. That's how they got them too. Because they want you to think, oh my gosh, look at these pretty girls. Look at this girl with this like really, really sweet voice. She has to be telling me the truth. And she even has her Bible. Let's go with them. Let's learn. Let's fellowship. And let's believe whatever they're believing but it's going to be wrong. Again, let me say this. If you've forgotten, WMSCG, World Mission Society Church of God. I'm telling you, it's a cult. So anyway, let me continue. I'm in the car. I discovered this timeline on their, on the church website, which is, it's massive, by the way. There are these churches all over the world and there are millions of people in it, millions of people, okay, I come across this and I have it all screenshot because I I, I was actually like, okay, let me not even get in case this is some sort of literally like a sex trafficking thing, because that's one thing you, it makes you think of too. Like, why are these girls, um, and it's sad because if, if they were telling the truth, um, like if they were talking about the actual word of God, then it's sad because at some moments I'm like, okay, am I really going to a Bible study or are they trying to, you know, bring me to a place that's unsafe because that's happened to people. Um, but anyway, I come across this timeline on their church website and it talks about really the foundation of the church. And so I'm like, okay, let me go read this. And it said in the, it there, so there's a timeline that says beginning phases, growing phases and soaring phase. Basically. In 1948, these people believe that Christ already came back as someone named Christ Aung-Sung-Hung. aung Sanahong hung I believe that's how you pronounce it in Korea. This is who they believe Christ was. Because as I was talking to them at Concord Mills, they were saying, like, we are now right now, we are not um under Jesus anymore. That's that's something they have said. We are not in the we are not in the time of Jesus. In that moment I thought, oh, well, are they trying to say that, you know, Jesus, you know, he came over 2,000, 2000 years ago, so he's not on earth anymore? Like as far as a human being. Because in that case, duh. That's what I thought they were trying to say. But now I know this is what they meant. They meant they were not under, like in Abraham's day, before Jesus had even came to the earth. They meant that now, since, you know, Jesus was crucified, resurrected, and is in heaven, that we are not, Really, under under him anymore. And the reason why is because they believe that this Christ, Aung San Hong, came as the second coming Jesus, was baptized, and ascended into heaven in 1985. And I kid you not, <laughs> I literally have, <laughs> that was so genuine because right now I literally have um, chills. I have chills because when, and I I had them that night when I found this out and I went to Josh and I said, Josh, this is bad. And I'm so serious because like at first I thought at first I thought it was bad just because they weren't reading. They weren't having a good understanding, understanding of the scripture correctly. But now I know it's really, really bad because they believe that Jesus, this man has literally, you know, said he was a coming Messiah, which is something that was prophesied in Matthew, that she was literally reading to me. He's lied, and they've had a growing phase of 1986, really until now, where they had they had their first registered 10,000 members, and then t- churches were established all overseas, and then it went to 300,000 members in 2000, and now it's up to like... in. 2003 it was 500,000 members and it just it grows and grows and grows and it's it's so sad because then I found out the reason they wanted to really show that oh my gosh there's something called a god the mother is because they believe that this other person like this other Korean lady Is God the mother. Like she's a a woman God. Who came to earth. To bring some sort of salvation to people. And it is horrible. I'm going to read. And the thing is on their website. They give you so many scriptures. They're going from Job to Proverbs to Hebrew to 1st Corinthians. And they're trying to really say. That there's a woman God. It says on their website. If you want to be saved, you must recognize God the mother. Verses reveal that God the father and God the mother have created the heaven and the earth with Adam and Eve. And it says that she's represented in the spirit and the bride say, come and let them hear. Let him who hears say, come, whoever's thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of of water. Of life. So in this. That's in uh, Revelations 22 and 17. And I apologize if I just mix any of that up. I don't think I did. But if I did I apologize. But them saying the bride. That's. um, That's who they think God the mother is. And I was telling them that I said no. We. Are the bride. The church is the bride. And they're like no you're not. No that's not. That's not true. And. As we were talking, we never, they never even got to mention the, um, they never got to mention that they think Christ already came because I think they knew I would have completely shut them down, but I don't think they mentioned that until you go to that meeting because I was in a deep study on this stuff. I literally was, I was like, okay, has anybody else experienced this? Like, what is this? And there was a lot of other people saying like, oh, this is definitely a cult. And everyone said that they would always talk about God the mother first. And then when you go to this group, they spill all these other things saying that Christ has already come. And that literally, that's what made me, honestly, it made me mad at this point because I'm like, you are deceiving people who if they go to this meeting, they want to know about Christ. They may be really, really struggling in their lives and they want a you know a savior they want someone who can give them peace who can give them joy and you're deceiving him and it made me really really angry and this is something i want to be able to share with you all because i found this on the um on the internet the other day and i thought this was really good for people to be able to understand the rapture and the second coming because i know there can be confusion in those aspects so let me take you right now talking about the rapture to 1st Thessalonians 4 um 16 through 18 it says And again, if you hear papers, I'm about to read. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet, next page, the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. That's the rapture. Okay. The rapture of the church happens when he appears in the clouds of heaven. And this is one thing where everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to know this. When you go and actually read about what's to come in Revelation, um, those trumpets that are going to sound, and even in Matthews, I believe it's in Matthews where it talks about how there will be one person like working in the field. There'll be a mother and daughter and then they could, they're they just going to be poof. I think of an um, Infinity War when, uh, Avengers, <laughs> when they just, when those people just disappear. I'm not saying it's going to be like that. Um, but it's going to be like, boom, really. The Like Christ's people, what it says is that um, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up with him in the cloud. So the dead who were, you know, who had salvation, who accepted Jesus in their hearts, who were baptized in the name of Jesus, um, his people, the friends of Christ. I heard this this morning and it actually made me really think, um, I was listening to a devotional where it said that. When Jesus was saying that the disciples were now a friend, it said they were a friend of Christ um, and no longer servants, I believe. Let me go to that scripture really quickly. Okay, so yes, in John 15 and 15, it says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples. And that's something that kind of like, whoa, that was a huge. That was a wake up to me because we are friends. We literally have a friend in Jesus and he calls us friends because we know our father's business. We know what's going to come. And I think, I really do, I'm so grateful that the disciples back in knew it was so serious because that's how you and I, that's how all of us know about this word. They were serious in documenting and in writing and scribing this for us in what's to come. And so that's something I did just want to put out there. But I just gave you a little bit of information on the rapture. Now, for the second coming, it says in Matthews 24 and 29, 31, So this scripture says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. So this is after the tribulation and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven, from one end of heaven to the other. So that's the second coming that's happened after the tribulation and after the rapture. That's why we're not going to be here during the tribulation. And I always tell Josh, I'm like, I want to be taken with the rapture. Of course, 100%. But I mean, I want to be taken with the rapture. Um, anyway, definitely go do a lot more research for yourself for that as far as the, you know, tribulation. Go read up on it and the second coming and the rapture. Definitely go read Matthew's, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Go read all of those and go read Revelation because it's something that is really like people, even myself, I love to read and I'm not going to say who said this, but Josh will know we were actually at our church one day uh, years ago. And there was a guy who used to be in our youth class. And he said, I like reading revelation. Um, because this really is like a movie. Like that's one book I do like to read. (laughs) And it's so funny because if we're being honest, sometimes it can be hard to just sit down and read the Bible, especially if we don't have, if, if we aren't able to get the understanding of it. But I haven't heard one person. I've heard people say revelations is scary, so they may not want to read it. I think I'm pretty sure I've heard somebody say something like that. Um, but I've never heard somebody say that it's not interesting because literally this is what's to come. The promises of God will, first of all, God never breaks his promises ever. Whatever he said will happen. So these things are going to come to pass. That's why in Jesus name, I'm praying for all of the people, um, you know, overseas what's happening right now with in Israel, in Israel, and also just in Palestine. It's heartbreaking and there's, and sadly there's going to be people who don't agree with what I'm saying, but to me, and I was talking to Josh about this. To me, it's not like I'm going to pray for one side and not pray for the other because I've the videos that I've seen, which I really don't like coming in contact with, it's like in Jesus' name, I know your word is coming to pass. I know it is, but I'm praying for everyone over there. And so my heart goes out to those people because I really do. I, I pray that you know there will be peace that surpasses all understanding from Jesus Christ alone to those people over there and another part of me knows that this is again just another part of God's word coming to pass. It is. But getting back to again the cult that I was invited to um by these sweet young ladies. Pray, have discernment, have wisdom. Um I as I'm finding more and more about this, you know, this church. And they have on there, like, they do believe in Jesus. They have all of this stuff that kind of makes people think, oh, this is, you know, this is valid. This is a really good church. Until you actually read really deep and not just skimming over the website where it may have the word Jesus in big letters. But until you're actually reading, um, you'll, you'll find really saddening stuff anyway. I'm reading this, as I said, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to message this girl right now. I have to let her know. I have to, I really have to give her this information because now I feel like it was meant for me to find it. It was meant for me to be able to minister to them. And now it's meant for me to further minister to them because then I had to go read the word for myself in other areas. I go screenshot scriptures and I'm, you know, prepared to text her. I type this long paragraph and I make sure to go to Matthews twenty-four. Um it because again, she was reading in Matthews, and I went to Matthews twenty-four where it says, Matthews twenty four, twenty three, it says, Then if anyone tells you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it, for false messiahs and false prophecies will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. 25 says, see, I have warned you about this ahead of time. 26, if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't go look. Or he is hiding. Don't believe it. And it goes, I mean, it goes so much more on into saying just how we should not believe this. This is red writing. This is literally scripture in the Lord. Jesus is saying this. He's telling us what's to come and they are reading the Bible and somehow they skimmed over this, but I'm, I'm, I literally went and I kind of, I even did like the first part of verses three and four and five. Like I really did highlight this entire section. I screenshotted it and I wrote her a really deep kind of message. I even typed it in my notes because I knew it was that important. And I just wrote it to her because I was like, hello, it was so nice meeting you. I really think the Lord had me be there when I was so I could come in contact with you so I could really minister to your hearts. And I told her, I was like, in no way am I trying to, you know, offend you. But I'm saying all of this because it's true out of love, because now I actually care for you because I see how passionate you are. And if you can actually read in the scripture and see what I'm saying, then knowing that you will be this passionate about um, Jesus Christ And actually know that he's already came to give us salvation. And it wasn't some man in Korea in 1948. Then I want to be able to give you this, whether you're mad at me or not. I want to give you this information. So I told her, I like share with her this entire paragraph. Like I just went, I did. I took the time to go read your website. And it honestly, it made my stomach hurt. Like I told her, um, out of love and I'm trying to find it in a text, but I know I told her, I was like, I was studying more and I'm being completely honest. My stomach is turning. Like I, and in that moment, I'm telling you guys, my stomach was kind of, boy, I'm going to say boiling in a sense. I can't explain it, but I know it was just because I was like, oh my gosh, like it kind of made me want to throw up. And the reason why is because I was so confused at how people now, since I'm actually learning about it, like I know the Bible says it is going to be false messiahs and Josh was looking it up after. And there's been so many, but knowing that these two young girls who are my age thinks they, they think that what they're sharing is true and they're going to deceive other people. It really didn't make me sad. And that's how we, we should feel, oops, my pin drop, but we should feel that type of like, honestly, We should feel that way when we know people are straying away. I mean, the Bible even says, if you see your brother going wrong, why wouldn't you want to correct them? You should. And so that's why I just felt, I felt so, um, I was so serious about it. I was writing this text for a really, really long time and I go to send it. And I I was praying for her in Jesus name. I pray their eyes become open. I looked at their church. I said, Josh, I believe this was brought to you and me as a reason. Help us, Father. I'm still praying that in Jesus' name. Please help me know how I'm able to minister to even that church. Josh and I have talked about writing letters or sending emails. We don't, I don't know what we're going to do, but there's so many people that go to those churches and in any way that I can, I want to be getting out the truth of God. I also was kidding saying, well, I actually wasn't kidding because let me tell you what happened. Basically, I go to send this text to this girl. I send her my scriptures. It doesn't deliver. It doesn't deliver. I know I was blocked. And I wonder if I was blocked because she didn't want to hear what I have to say. But I think she did. I really think she did because I don't know why she would have given me her number if she didn't want to hear. She could have just gave me the card, gave me the address of where I need to go. And boom. But she gave me her number. And I think it's because she actually probably the one who did, was getting offended and who had more of a um. she seemed a little bit more assertive than the other girl. So she wasn't, she wasn't really afraid to, t- to debate at all, I don't think, even though I wasn't trying to debate. trying to debate. I think she wanted to talk about it. And I'm not sure if that man was with them. But if, they, if he was, I really think she, she could have gotten in trouble. He could have told her not to talk to me, um, not to text me. Maybe he said that, you know, she's just too far gone. She's just completely wrong. And, you know, he told her not to text me. Whatever the reason, she blocked me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure in saying she blocked me until, I mean, I know she did because I said, Josh, I said, I think she blocked me. I know she did. Like, it's nothing sending. I tried to send it five times. Everything's not going through. It's saying not delivered. I know I have the right number. Give me your phone. I sent it on Josh's phone, everything I had. I I sent the scriptures. I sent the text in case it would grow through so she would not have the time to block his number and everything sends, everything delivers. And I was like, okay, she blocked me because I gave her my number. So she probably added me to her contact and then blocked the contact. But she didn't have Josh's number to block him. So I know I at least sent it. She may not even read it. She could have deleted it. But just the fact that I know I sent her all the scriptures she needed to read, I wrote this deep paragraph where I was being so, um, so passionate explaining how, listen, I want you to know the truth. What they are teaching y'all is it's so wrong. It's such a false doctrine. Like they should be ashamed of themselves. But of course this stuff happened. It originally, it originated from Babylonian paganism. I want you to know the truth please. And I pray for her. You guys pray for these two girls. Um, please it, just say, I mean, I'm not even, I don't even, well, I do know their names, but I'm not sure if I should share them. And I don't really want to just to give out their information too much. So I'm not going to, but just say in your prayer, Lord, whoever those two girls, Alexa was talking about, because he knows pray to their eyes become open. Because I know that they will be able to bless the kingdom of God. I do. And I hope that they are able to read the text I sent. And they know that themselves. But in that text I was also asking her. Like I kind of saw some of the stuff that your church believes. If you believe. You know. If you're saying you believe the word of God. And you're saying that. Really Jesus came back. Why are you not gone with him? If you two are saying that y'all are followers of Christ. And you believe in Jesus. And. You were, you know, abiding by his word. Has it not ever occurred to you that if the Lord did come back, why hasn't he taken you with him? Not in the sense that. In the sense, I want them to question, wait, are they actually children of God? But in the sense, I want them to actually know. Hold up. Something's not right about this. And if there is anyone else who hears this, who hears this podcast and you've been introduced to the WMSCG World Mission Society Church of God. You need to leave. That's all I'm going to say. Really come out from among that church. Read the word for yourself and find you a good church. Ask God to give you wisdom to lead you and direct your path to a good church. that's actually talking about the true word of God. That's not sugarcoating anything. That's not, you know, you know, making you do things that are not right. I don't know what they do, but I know it's very, very cultish. And so, yes, that's really, that's what I, again, it was another talk because I wanted to share that with you all. I hope you all learned something. And I just really, please definitely share this podcast. If you know people who are not in the church and they have potentially went to Concord Mills or any mall, and there's a chance, maybe they've told you, oh yeah, I actually got invited to church recently, um, you know, in the mall by these two young ladies at Concord Mills or anywhere. Make sure it is not a church for the world, mission society, church of God, because they are really deceitful. And the thing is they want people to be deceived. They want people to think they're going into something. They have a nice name. They say that they're, you know, they're Christians, they're non-denominational. Um, and then when you go to those meetings, they completely, again, I don't know how the actual meetings are, but I would assume that they kind of um, bombard you with a lot of stuff that's not true. And it probably can be scary. I don't know. But I've shared what I needed to say. And I'm about to end this podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend. And again, seek wisdom. Seek discernment. Pray for it. Ask God for it. I'm going to be doing it more myself. And yes, please do not forget to share this podcast. Give me a five-star rating. And I hope you all just have the most incredible day, the incredible week. And thank you so, so much for seeking the new with me, Alexa. Toodles!